This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. Yeah, you gotta be If I'm your cage, leave But if you stay with me Eventually you will find happy uh, Here we go again with another episode of the Passage Home Podcast Starring the Dr. Stanley Russian And I'm your co-host, Bax Adelian Now please visit our new website at www.linktree.com Forward slash Passage Home podcast where you can find all of our links listed and don't forget to ask alexa to play passage home podcast from iHeartRadio. and oh don't forget about my other podcast starring my boy aj myself and our newest co-host amory and it's called i can relate to that where we talk about a lot of things that we all can relate to you can find that on on www.linktree.com forward slash aj and backs and don't forget to ask alexa to play the i can relate to that podcast for you as well now if you need to get a hold of us you can reach us at passage home podcast at gmail.com if you're looking to sponsor the show or you just want to drop us a line go ahead and reach us at passage home podcast at gmail.com now without any further ado dr snelly russian how you doing today everything is amazing by the grace of god glad to be here today i'm i'm once again humbled by my guests um and I want to say to her because extraordinary, and they are humble people themselves. And these are people who don't normally talk about themselves, but I have to ask them for a bio to lead into the other questions. So by me knowing them, uh, I already know most of their bio and I had to pull information out of them because they're just, just basically, uh, they're out there. They know that something most people don't understand is that what they do in the world comes through them. It don't come from them. So they don't try to take a lot of claim for what they've done. But I just want to do that to to because we're going to speak on it. But I don't, I don't want, you know, um, Maria is a cancer and she's a crab and she will crawl up into her shell. But we want to bring her out a little bit today and to speak on a, a couple of things. And I just want to, you know, let, let her feel safe and comfortable in this space. And we're not asking her to boast, even though she's had an extraordinary life. But we just want to share and give the commonality to who she is so we can speak to other people uh, that don't know what she's experienced going going over to Africa and, and uh, to bring them out of their shell. So without further ado, I want to introduce my, my guest, my friend, uh, confidant, spiritual um, partner, Maria Rice. Maria, yeah. how are you? I'm excellent, Stan. Thank you. How are you? Amazing. By God's grace. Um, Maria, first question I want to ask you. Give us a brief bio on yourself. Wow. When we say brief bio, you know, I always wonder, you know, where do you want me to begin? But I am right. a, native, 
of Los Angeles, California, born and raised. Um, my mom and dad split when I was very young. So I went to elementary school um, with my grandmother. She needed somebody to watch me. So living in Los Angeles, my grandmother taught school in Orange County and I had to go to school with her um, in Orange County. And being the only black child in the 70s in Orange County was quite interesting. Um, mm. There wasn't a day that I wasn't called a nigger. Uh, by the children, I was told white was better than black because it was on the flag and to go back to where I came from, from amongst other things. So that was a difficult um And, and you eventually did that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, eventually, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. So, so I then told my mom in the sixth grade I couldn't do that. So then I went to school back in Los Angeles where I was bused. And I went to Paul Revere, Palisades High School, and then on to Spelman College um, in the 80s. And I am a graduate of the political science major of Spelman College. Um, and so after I graduated, uh, I always wanted to do something that fed my soul. And I got married. I did that marriage didn't last through some trials and tribulations, as many people do, which is kind of unfortunate because I do believe in our family sticking together. Right. However, I had one child. He's 25 currently now. I have one man child, and he's 25, figuring out life on his own, as we all have to. Um, so from my from my marriage, I went on um, and I finished. Well, I should say I had some trials at Spelman College. I am the class of '87, but I actually did not graduate at that time due to some misfortunes. I got raped while I was in school, and it took me back some. So I didn't finish on time because I had to go through some healing. I would say, and I ended up getting married um, in 1990. And then when I got divorced, I, I wanted to go back to school. When I went to Spelman, I met with the counselor who said, uh, you can do this. We created programs like this for you to get reach back to Spelman women. I finished my degree. And then I went on to graduate school from the University of Laverne and got a master's in management and leadership. And then my journey just continued. I worked in advertising. I taught fourth grade um, while I was in graduate school and even after. And then after that, I got into um, sales and marketing with a company called Gartner Group. And I spent years with Time Warner Cable, which then became Spectrum. Mm. And so now I'm at a company called Kanaka Minolta and I handle government and education accounts but I've done many, many, many things to help me figure out who I was in that process. I do a lot of nonprofit organization work. I'm the president now of my Spelman alumni chapter here in Los Angeles. I've worked with um, foster girls with an organization called Hershey Group Foundation. Um, I also, a lot of things with the Urban League, where I taught young men how to read, things like that. So even though I work to make money to survive, my spirit and my soul is giving back 
and how can I help other people grow? That's what's very important to me. Wow. Uh, um, Maria, and yes. in, in, in listening to your bio and knowing you, um, you, you, when you were mentioning your bio, and uh, I think you left out uh, uh, one, one, you didn't leave it out, but, but uh, I wanted to mention, because I know your bio, that, you know, you went through trials and tribulation, and, and uh, I always admire the fact that your mentor was the one that helped you go back and overcome uh, your, your issues and stuff, who, who is also your mother. Yes. Could you speak on that just, you know, uh, for just for a second? My relationship with my mom, my, you know, my mom is the strongest woman I've ever met. And I think a lot of us feel like that about our parents, right? Um, she raised three children by herself. You know, my dad and her got a divorce, but not just that. He died when I was five years old. And I watched her sacrifice so much for her children. Um, when I was in school and struggled in some French classes, she hired me a French tutor from Haiti so he could teach me French the real way. And we he was a um, he was a student in drama at UCLA. So we I helped him with his drama and we acted it out. But I saw outside of that my mother just think outside the box and give me so much love and really push me and make me believe that I there isn't anything that I could do. Being a single mom and when she sent me to Spelman, didn't know how we were gonna afford it, even though she had a decent job. She was a probation officer with LA County. It was still tough, you know, for her financially because there was no other assistance. But she told me where there is a will, there's a way. And I took that where there's a will, there's a way to guide me through my life. There you go. Um, Very well put. So uh, there's one more thing I would like to say on my bio. So currently in giving back, I started my um, consulting business. It's small and I'm launching it and getting it, but it's called BDRM, Business Development Relationship Manager. Since most of my um, work experience has been in uh, sales and I believe in helping businesses. What I do is help businesses build relationships to grow their business. That's what I'm doing on the side and hopefully I will grow that and help people understand the importance of communication skills and developing those relationships to your core and knowing how to talk to people and respond so that your business can flourish because relationships really are the key to everything that we do in life. Mm-hmm. Well, here's, here's a warning for everybody out there. You never want to work for Maria. You will more be better off having her work for you because as I've watched her go through trials and tribulations, she never made an excuse, never did not show up never hated on anybody that sent her through trials and tribulations. So if I was an employee of hers that uh, come in and work late, you cannot make an excuse for the weight that she carried 
while under tremendous pressure. And she didn't mention a third of what she went through. But uh, I just want to say that, you know, have her work for you, but don't work for her. And if you guys and stuff. Uh, one of my heroes in life. Uh, the next question I want to ask you, Maria, uh, is uh, when you first went to Africa, I need for you to share spiritually what you felt with the audience um, that, that, that was, because um, Maria is a, is a very uh, um, a spiritual person. So she can describe for you uh, in detail what she felt. Well, I've been to Africa twice. Okay, the mm -hmm. first time I went to Africa, I went to South Africa. And that was a different um, emotional kind of connection feeling than when I went the second time when I went to Ghana and Nigeria. So mm -hmm. my first trip was, I think, I was just so elated and excited to be on the continent of Africa. I felt blessed. I felt at home. And in South Africa, we went through and we went through the museums where we saw the apartheid struggle. So the difference with that was is I felt very connected in South Africa because of all the things that we experienced here in America and their struggles along with our struggles. Um, and landing there, I never felt so welcomed. When you come out the airport and then they have the dancers. And of course, this is very, um, for the for the people who aren't there, right? It's for the travelers and they wanna get you into the spirit of Africa. But I felt so home. You know, we got out there, we did a little African dance. My son and I connected with them and they love you. Everybody looks like you. That was my connection to look around and to see this beautiful place and everybody looks like you. Now, of course, there are Europeans there. But when you look at the majority of people and they look like you, you're like, I am home. So what, what was the difference in the spiritual experience when you were, um, uh, when you went to Ghana? Well, because of the slave trade, you know, came from Western Africa, I mm -hmm. instantly felt a connection with the ancestors um, arriving. And the emotion that I felt when I got there all I could do is kind of just cry because I felt like we were stripped from our families and how things would have been so different for us if we were never colonized. And for some reason, the connection was just, I don't know, a little different because of the slavery aspect of it as opposed mm -hmm. to um, there is colonization and it's a different, you know, right. colonization in, I think, South Africa as opposed to in Ghana, in Nigeria. So right. I think I felt more with the ancestors. I felt home and that people looked like me in South Africa, but the ancestors and the uh, 
spiritual just connection with the earth made me feel like there was some, there was this connection guiding me. Mm. So did you go, when you went through the slave castle, did you get any special spiritual connection there? Oh gosh, I, I, I cried. It was, you can definitely feel the pain um, of the slave castles. And I don't even like calling them castles. I call them dungeons. You know, that's where they kept us in the dungeon. And, um, it was definitely uh, mm. I, mm. I, I can't even really it's, it's really hard to describe right it was we were in the dungeon and their walls were all around us they had one little window for air um, to, to breathe in it was dark and when you think about how they kept us in the dungeon, um, women on their cycles, having babies, food, people sick and illness, it really made me sick to my stomach. And it it makes you sad that humans were um, treated like that, people. Right. And, And so when you were out amongst the people and traveling around Ghana, did you go to Kamasi at all? I did not go to Kamasi, no. And when you, the vibration of the people there and and what you feel from, from the people as you went well, amongst the people there in Ghana. Oh, amongst the people, I felt like the, pe- the people were beautiful, calm, um, they are just the kindest people in Ghana that I've met. Um, we had a driver, his name is Selassie, and his knowledge, his peace, they are just very calm, spiritual people. And we actually stayed, the first place we stayed was, I was going to say the first place we stayed was in uh, New Ningo. And it was called Malebna's Resort, the Ancestral Wall. And if people go, I really um, suggest they go to the Ancestral Wall. Uh, Jerry Johnson is from Los Angeles. And he went and he moved and relocated to Ghana. And he has this resort and he has an Ancestral Wall with over 50 people who are, and it's probably more than that by now, that have impacted African, people of African descent all across the world. And he's able to give you the history of each one. He has big pictures of warriors and people who are ancestors and help lead African people to brighter pastures, the fight, the diaspora. It's mm. really an amazing place to go. And him and his wife have a resort, a bed and breakfast, and we stayed there. And it felt so like home. They were warm and loving. It was a great place. Yeah, so this sounds like, like um, a movie because the trials and tribulations that they went through, you experienced spiritually, but the welcome homeness that you felt 
uh, balanced, or I wouldn't say balanced things out, but it made it um, adventurous. Uh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. No, and both of them were just as powerful to balance each other out because, you know, what I hear from people of, um, is that when they balance out the welcomeness and to see so many black faces everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Oh, gosh. It is amazing. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, it is amazing. You know, I went to, there were so many of them, you know, we went to Cape Coast, we went to Elmina, and those two are one of the, two of the biggest ones there in the slave trade that happened. So it was really, you know, I I don't ever need to go to another slave castle again or or a dungeon. And, And the fact to know that they had church while they had people sick and dying and raped and beaten and all kinds of things down in the dungeon, they had church on top. I'm like, what kind of sick individuals are these people? It was really just a, a wild, wild, wild experience. So I, uh, I see uh, we have on the line back civilian, the host, and um, I'm sure he has a question for you at this point. Yes, 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 yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um. So I'm actually in the airport, but I had to. I actually had to get in here for this because it's it's such a it's such a touching subject, and I'm trying to work on getting to Africa now. Um. So my question to you is this: with going to Africa and things of that nature, um, how much did you feel? like you were close to your ancestors, like your actual tribe? Like, were you able to like um, get any type of insight? Did, were you able to do like any type of ancestry.com or anything like that? Were you able to go that close or? Um, no, I didn't do any of the ancestry.com. I had some <laughs> reservations about ancestry.com and I keep thinking about that and you know, the government, what are they gonna do with all my information? Yes. So, you know, I'm still on the fence about that, but I definitely felt the ancestral spirit. I I can't tell you how many places I went and people thought that I was related to them, you know, and I don't know about my actual feeling like my actual ancestors, but I felt like at home and loved and this is where I belong. Um, there, so you I felt love. Oh, love beyond. I mean, love. So, why, so where do you where do you think that where do you think that stereotype that the, the Africans in Africa don't like the Africans in America? Because there's some stereotype, and a lot of people say that. I argue, and I have argued all my life with with people about Africans. That is such a myth. It is the propaganda that white folks want us to believe that Africans don't love us or don't like us. I mean, people say, well, they tell me that. And I'm like, I don't know who you talk to, but I, my neighbors are Nigerian. 
Um, I work with people from Ghana and going to Ghana, I have felt nothing, nothing, nothing but love from them. Welcoming arms. Um, you know, they had the year of return. They want us to come back home. They want us there. I have never. I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, you got to go. I, don't know where, I, don't, I just don't know where I'm going to go yet, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Dr. Stanley, he's, he's hooking that up for me, man. So wherever we end up going, that's, that's where we're going. That's where we headed. I tell you, you know, I've been to five countries. The first country was uh, Zimbabwe, Botswana, South Africa. I was in Joburg and Cape Town. That was my first trip. And then my second trip was Ghana and Nigeria. And... Ghanaians, I will tell you, are the kindest, warmest, lovingest people ever. And Nigerians are feisty and hot-tempered, <laughs> but I've always felt love from them all. They are amazing. I mean, I never felt anything but love. Now, they do have a little, especially Nigerians, they do have a um, class of people there, you know, just like here, you know, the bougie black folks, <laughs> they do have yeah, that. Definitely. So, yes. Who has the best food out of all the food? Where Where is the best food? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, South Africa, you'll get a lot of food like here, and their wine is very good, and they're known for their wine. Um, mm, mm. I, I enjoyed the food in Ghana, I would say the most. Um, we stayed at, uh, like I said, Malebna's Resort, and then there was One Africa, which is a whole holistic resort. And the food there was very good. It was made for you fresh. Um, they are from actually New York and expats, and you stay in a hut, and it's a beautiful holistic place. The water is good. Calling you out for question number three because we we run up on twenty five minutes. Um, question number three. Yes. From your background, and and you you actually I found out some things about you that I didn't know about, about your business. I knew you are uh, always been an amazing business person, but you are qualified to answer this third question. What do you see? that the, uh, over there, that the average African-American does not realize that they can do to not only survive in Africa, but to thrive in Africa from your professional point of view. Now, just to let you know, Andre Farr answered this question yesterday. So uh, I don't want to have you come behind because he was the minority entrepreneur of the year. Uh, designated by Obama and stuff. Well, but you I, saw, you I, I believe I'm. You know, I didn't look into the businesses, but I definitely believe that um, African Americans can migrate and definitely thrive there. Um, they have business programs that they have available to us that we can grow, um, that will help us with financing and just go over there and and start a business and thrive. I haven't looked into it, but I believe because of the love and experience and the welcoming arms and the year of the return, they want us to come. 
and they want us to mm-hmm. be a part of the community. And so, and welcome us back home because that's where we're from. Absolutely. I, mean, I just want to throw this in right now. I have, I'm involved in business in the Congo and any African-American coming back over to the Congo, you don't have to pay taxes for five years on any businesses you start. Oh, you don't, don't have to pay in the Congo taxes? No. You know, you don't have to pay for five years. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's a welcome home. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Bax, do you have any closing questions? Uh, no questions, no questions, because I have a lot of questions, but, you know, you see I'm in between transit right now. I wish I was going to Africa, but I'm going, I'm going somewhere else inside the United States, but... <laughs> Um, at this moment, I don't have any questions. Um, this is an honor just to be in, in a network with your friends and your, your family, Dr. Stanley, because, you know, they're, they're very knowledgeable on, on a subject that I'm very interested in. I do want to get over to Africa just to touch the soil and say that I'm here, that I, that I came here. Because a lot of us, we, we live and we die. We don't even get a chance to go home. And that, that is crazy. Like, you want to get a chance to go home and experience where you where you originate from and where you come from you know like that's we, we're the only people that don't know our origin absolutely so, so just to get back to your origin and just to get back to where you come from and where um the 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 start and the, and the seed was planted for your 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 generation or, or or your people i gotta go and there's so many networks out there so many people i want to go out there and start a business with my people and see what we could do i want to see what i could bring from the united states to Africa to see how we can exchange services and and I, one more question what would you say that what would you say to the people in the United States that wanted that live here what would you tell them not to bring to Africa whether it's a mindset whether it's an energy I whether was it's gonna say it's don't come with any preconceived notions of what you think it is go okay. be open and take it all in and enjoy don't you know because sometimes our American values keep us close to what the blessing can be. So go with an open mind to be Absolutely. 100% receiving of the blessing. Right. Yeah. A There's a book called The Ugly American. I don't know if anybody has ever read it, but that, that speaks to what Maria is talking about. Um, that, that we bring preconceived notions. I'm guilty of it. You know, I, I remember standing, trying to open a bank account in Belgium and I got angry because they got two hour lunches <laughs> and stuff. And so I'm looking in there, they sitting on the floor drinking cheese and wine and stuff, enjoying it, having a picnic. And so I knocked on the door after an hour and 45 minutes. And I was like, you know what, what's up? And so they all looked at me like I was a bank robber <laughs> and I was disturbing their lunch. And so I was the ugly American. So uh, on that note, um, uh, I want to close out. You know, um, AJ is giving us a signal. Um, it's uh, some closing remarks that you, um, um, that you want to give um, back. I don't have any closing um, remarks. I'm just thankful that uh, Miss Maria is here with us and just giving us some of this good insight. I'm definitely going to take notes on what to do and what not to do. And I'm definitely going to touch base when I do decide to make my trip over to Africa. 
Absolutely. We're going to see what happens. Some resources. For yeah, sure. definitely. I'm glad that I got boots on the ground. It feels good to have boots on the ground. You guys are very so resourceful. It's like I feel like I just just go to Africa because I'm a mangler. Like I like that's why in the airport I'll probably by the time when I leave this airport, my flight when I get where I'm going, I probably have like three or four friends. So imagine me going to Africa just mangling and just talking to people and. I'm, I'm a, I might meet my real family over there in Africa. <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. Mm. I do so, want to interject, Stanley. So I do want to interject something, okay? I, I, I know I'm the engineer. I'm quiet and everything. But I do have to say that we did about, what, 27 episodes of Passage Home Podcast. And every one of your guests says the same thing. Africa right. is a beautiful country. Africa is a warm and welcoming, you know, with uh, all the greetings at the airport and all that good stuff. And, you know, people don't live in huts. Every one of your guests said the same thing. They always go to wear uh, suits and ties and go to work just like we all do here in the States. Oh, absolutely. So I just awesome, I just man. wanted to share that. I know I see Bax is at the airport. Stanley is out and about, and uh, <laughs> it's a good thing that we could uh, be remote with each other here. So, right, Maria, where did you get that background from? It's beautiful. It's on it's a setting. It's a it's setting. A setting in oh. <laughs> yeah, we all got it. I just, I just don't know how to use it. <laughs> yeah, we're all yeah, communicating okay. on Zoom here, so you got some grass behind right. you. <laughs> I, t- I told you she was professional. <laughs> it okay. was a pleasure. So, it was a pleasure. I hope that I was able to share some of my experience. Oh, oh yeah, um, you, you, you hit it out of the park. Good. I'm, yes. glad. I'm glad I was able to uh, be of assistance. And I hope that when people want to go, please share my information and I'll share my resources. No problem. Oh, yeah, we locked in. <laughs> all okay. right all right Bax, you want right. to take it away thank you so much Bax, you want to take it away sure so listen i just want to appreciate everybody for listening to another episode of the passage home podcast starring the dr stanley rushton thank you miss maria rice for joining our show and just blessing us with your grace and your beauty and your your knowledge and your wisdom on the motherland y'all have a great night great evening great morning Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Eventually, we'll find happy. Hey, bro. This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network.